0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. It's the weekend. That means it's crucial conversation time. Jamal, my friend, as always, hope you're having a good week. Man, you know I'm having a good week, my brother. What well, uh, we got today? Well, so, uh, yeah, th- this was the first week where I started. No, my kids started back, and I didn't. It was an emotional day. We started on a Thursday, and the kids got on the bus. Luckily, I was super busy that day with foundation stuff. But I'm not gonna lie. It was a little it was a little emotional, but Mm. I'm back in the full swing, back in the grind. And I get a lot of people going, what you guys started back already? Started up in about what's that? I said we started up in about two
1: weeks. Oh wow. Cool. Still enjoying this.
0: Yeah. Well one of the things my son was already complaining about. Uh, is, and I'm sure this is, the, this is one of the reasons we have on today's guest, his name is Derek Lopez. And one of the things, Derek, that my son was complaining about, and I know that at the grade school level especially, uh, kids are hopefully, during the summer, moving about, although we can talk about <laughs> iPads and video games, make cutting into that a little bit. But for the most part, Grant moved around all summer. Now, he's ready to sit in a row in a desk. And I know. And by the way, his school provides more than that. But um, for the sake of today's podcast, uh, let's talk about the every kid. And a lot of kids sit in rows and desks. And I know it's something you are particularly passionate about. Tell us what you're doing about it.
2: Yeah. So um, I founded uh, Stand Up Our Kids LLC. We sell uh, one product, and that's standing desks to schools. Uh, we're in nine states. And really the mission is to give every kid the opportunity to stand up in their classroom, uh, not to monopolize the classroom with standing desks necessarily, but um, I still have never gotten a good argument as to why every single classroom that exists shouldn't have at least a couple standing desks or standing tables or some type of option that gives the children uh, the opportunity to stand up. I mean. John, the the truth is is that we live in a very sedentary society um and through natural selection our bodies are not designed to uh, be sedentary uh the hunter-gatherer um ancestors in our bloodline um uh, were designed our bodies and our minds to do exactly that hunt and gather and survive and unfortunately the environment that we have right now the modern environment is um Uh, a very sedentary environment. And uh, the more sedentary it gets, we're going to see increases in neurological issues, sensory issues, um, childhood obesity, diabetes. I mean, the outcomes and the data are already there. And so um, my mission is to raise the awareness that uh, this is a simple concept. Every kid uh, deserves the opportunity to stand up Um, because there's just so much behind it. There's so many negative outcomes, so many impacts to the families, to the children, by forcing kids to sit down all day. And it's, I think it's more impactful than people think. And I think uh, that's why I started the company and why I started this, this mission, because someone needs to get loud about it. And, and quite honestly, um, you know, the classroom was invented over 200 years ago, and it really hasn't changed that much. And, just by saying that you live in the 21st century gives you the uh, entitlement to try something new. I mean, you're in the 21st century. Try anything. I mean, humanity is at has evolved in every single aspect that you could possibly think of outside the classroom, uh, except the classroom. And so, um, yeah, I, I live, breathe. I, this is I'm very passionate about it.
1: All right. So so you mentioned something you mentioned that, um, you know, just in the human DNA makeup, you know, we um, we need to move. Right. Uh, being sedentary is not good for us. So so and you said that you mentioned also that um, you should at least have two desks that are stand up inside of a classroom. If you if you're if you're talking to a group of teachers and you're explaining the perfect classroom setup with seats, like, what, what would be your ideal ratio to stand up desks to non stand up desks?
2: Well, so in a, I think the perfect classroom, honestly, uh, to go to take this to the next level um, is more than just standing desks. And what we've noticed is that um, mm-hmm. we provide standing desks to these classrooms, right? Um, four, five in the back of the room, and it works miracles. Um, but in this whole new phenomenon of flexible seating, mm-hmm. here's, here's the deal. If you walk into a classroom and it's all rows, you have no choice except one option, and that's to sit down at a desk. Um, You're you're crippling children, Um, and here's why. If you go on the other flip side and you have standing desks, a few bouncy balls, some stools, and you have a variety of options, and the second that student walks through the doors, that first 10 seconds, they have to make a decision as to where they are going to select mm-hmm. learning you do that 200 days a year by default, you are going to to instill self-awareness right So the kid walks through the door and they says, "I don't really want to stand today. I actually want to sit or I don't want to sit down today. I want to stand up. You are forcing the children you're forcing the student to make a decision the second they walk into the classroom. And in my opinion through my experience with my customers, and my children, my own children, uh, this is like the greatest lesson of self-awareness that you could possibly think of because if you walk through that classroom and you're forced to assess yourself, you're forced to to actually think about how you learn best, um, you're now teaching the brain. Think Think of through kindergarten, through 12th grade, if you are given the opportunity to select Space free talk into the classroom and you're given that option to stand up and you're not forced to be sedentary not only are you going to teach self-awareness you're going to give ownership right mm-hmm. it's like my son I can't he loves football and I, but I want him to play baseball I played baseball in college right but I could right. force him to play baseball and then when he's on the field if he's doing something wrong or if he's got a bad attitude I can't hold him accountable because he's going to say hey I told you I don't want to do this mm-hmm. and that's the same thing with school mm-hmm. is the kid is showing you whether it's literally verbally or through other actions that they don't want to sit down all day. Right. And what happens is little Johnny and Jack and Jill that don't want to sit down, if they don't conform, now the, now first they don't have a choice. Secondly, mm-hmm. if they don't conform, now they have to go to a therapist and get on a treatment program and possibly medication mm-hmm. just for not sitting down. Right. So, so it, the, the classroom design, in my opinion, is a huge powerful tool for change right now. Because let's face it, um, a lot of us aren't gonna go out there and, and politic for changing the curriculum or changing the entire system. But if we do this one piece, if every single classroom is a flexible learning space with standing options, I think we're gonna change we can change the psychology, we can change the approach of education because you're handing over ownership. And what's the biggest thing in education, in my opinion, is ownership. If you want a kid to excel, you want a kid to succeed, you want to create ownership. And the best way to create ownership is by classroom design. And this is coming from the mouth of someone who's never taught in their lives. This is everything that teachers are telling me, my customers are telling me. I mean, they place five standing desks at the back of the classroom. And I don't really know what that perfect ratio can be. I think it's up to up to each teacher it's up to each classroom dynamic but i mean it's literally like little these little mini miracles happening where they put these standing desks behind in the back row or they mix them in and the kids that are typically not engaged are like uber engaged so i i I think that's a great question i just think that each teacher is going to have to figure out what that perfect ratio is and what that perfect design is for them
1: right so you mentioned so you mentioned um something that was key uh, and something that I really connected to. I was the kid who needed to stand up in the back of class. As a matter of fact, I just told, I just told someone that if a meeting goes over 30 minutes, like I need to stand like immediately in the back <laughs> same, and even have same. some, yeah, even I need some room to pace as well. Um, and, and just, and just from a teacher administrator perspective, um, I'm thinking like okay so so you have the flexible seating how do you how have you seen that maybe uh, impact the way that teachers group kids like it, it, as far as like doing group activities inside of the classroom what what feedback have you heard um, for that?
2: so I, I think for for group for group activities the biggest thing is is that you have to when I the customers that are coming back to me and saying we love this they're they're saying that, Um, you know, the standing desk there, there's, there's something about standing in a group and there's standing in in these collaborative groups that really works. And we have one school in Southern California in Moreno Valley Mm -hmm. and they have, um, six, it's a middle school and they have six desks, Mm um, uh, six standing desks. And what they do is, uh, they usually group them together and they find that, um, the energy behind standing and the collaboration, Mm -hmm. um, incentives is very strong. And right. I mean, just by the design, by walking in and looking at a room that has a variety mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just sitting desks is already conducive for, for group learning.
0: Right. So thank you, Jamal. Cause like Jamal's taking a lens of this and, and uh, especially at the, at the all school level. And I love that. And I also like the fact though, that Derek, you said that I'm not trying to monopolize every desk. It's a blend. Because, you know, I, I like Jamal am that fifteen minutes and I want to pace. And I'm I'm a I'm you know <laughs> I'm a nervous guy. I like I like thinking and walking. Pacers, uh, man. Yeah, I know. Well yeah, the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, uh, I know, Indiana, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but um like w- where was the origin? Like what what made you think, you know what, our kids need to stand up and and be able to kind of fidget and move around. Like I'm going to start a company. That's a, that's a, that's a big leap. What, what was the, I need to do this?
2: Um, Well, first I, I, I was that kid that couldn't sit still. So that was already in the, in, in my blood. Right. So, um, but the big event was at five years old, my son uh, broke his leg in a bag ski accident. That's, that's what we do here in Colorado. We ski, And um, he spiral fractured his tibia, awful, awful accident, and was in a wheelchair for four months in kindergarten. Mm. And um, in this experience, literally every single day, I was trying to figure out, how can I make this horribly negative situation? Like kindergarten, as a parent, first child going to kindergarten, it's just like this epic expectation, right? Like it's your first Kid, they're in school, they're in kindergarten. It's like supposed to be this most exciting time, right? Well, the day before Thanksgiving, my son breaks his leg and he's in a wheelchair in uh, kindergarten for four months. And every day Mm. I'm thinking, how can I make this negative situation a positive situation? Mm. And I, I constantly was volunteering in the classroom. And I went one day, I was in the classroom. And my light bulb just turned on because I said to myself, gosh, when he gets out of this wheelchair, he is not going to want to sit down. I said, but you know what? I don't feel so bad. You know why? Because he is at the same activity levels as the rest of the kids in the classroom, which was sitting down all day. Wow. I mean, literally the light bulb went on. I'm like, gosh, he's in a wheelchair, but I don't really feel that bad. You know why? Because every single classmate is doing the same thing. They're sitting down. And literally in that moment, the light bulb turned on. I was like, oh my God we have all these standing desks throughout the workspace and it's evolving and you see all these commercials and, and all this media on standing at the workplace, but no one's doing it at anything for that in the school space, which is the, 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 the demographic that needs it the most. And uh, it took me about 60 days to contemplate this, but I cashed out my 401k, I'm self-funded. I literally uh, like went online, and 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 figured out all the fees and everything. And I said to myself, all right, when I take a business loan out? Uh, I'm going to pay that interest on the back end, mm-hmm. uh, the same amount that I would pay in taxes and fees for cashing out my 401k. Hmm. So I cashed, I cash out my 401k, and um, and then started manufacturing desks in China, and that was it. Oh, that was it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big leap, uh, and and Speaking on behalf of someone who tries to foster entrepreneurs, that's awesome. I mean, it's a big leap, and and so I I know this podcast is more for today's purposes on the education side, but I still have to know, like uh, like uh, what's your like how are you getting the word out? And, and for that matter, no, let, let me ask this: if you had a magic wand on how you disseminate this message and how you'd get people to at minimum look more into looking at stand up desks preferably with you, what would that magic one do?
2: I mean, getting the word out has been my biggest challenge because I mean, I'm up against this giant machine. I'm up against 200 years of traditionalism. I'm up against um, the, the education system. That's been so locked into a certain culture for so long. Um, this is
0: the part where Jamal and I are nodding our heads frequently, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but really, you know, social media has been the pillar of my existence and organic growth on every platform. Um, I mean, everything from, you know, Instagram to medium to Facebook, Twitter, and, um, you know, guys, for your Entrepreneurial students out there who are want to be entrepreneurs. I mean, it's taken me two and a half years um, through organic growth to build this network. And so um, it's constant media creation, content mm-hmm. creation, it's constant research, constant book reading, um, and really transforming myself um, to learn more about education. And so, as much as I want to say to everyone, hey put this standing desk in your classroom. I know everything. I've really had to take the reverse role and do what you guys do, interview people on my podcast, interview my customers, interview students.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: some of the some of the customers I've told, look, I'll give you half the desks for free if just in return you let me, you know, create media from the experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, my first customer I donated Uh, all four of our demo desks. I didn't make a dime, but in return, I was able to create content. And to be honest with you, if every customer said, I'll pay you cost for your desk, but we're also going to give you opportunity to create crap loads of content, I'd prefer that customer over a customer that's going to create profit margin for me. And the Mm. reason being is that is that content right now is my golden gold in currency because i need excuses to put out content right now right because mm-hmm. no one's doing this and that's the gold right now i and you know kind of like gary v says you know would you rather have a million dollars or a million followers i'd rather have a million followers right now and mm-hmm. and the reason is is because this movement can can grow into so much bigger. And it's really not about yeah. money. I know the money will come.
0: It's about yeah, that awareness piece first. Yeah.
2: the Awareness piece. And it's changing our culture. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe that this movement can change education. And again, I'm not trying to monopolize every classroom with standing desks, but my mission is to give every single kid the opportunity to stand up in their classroom and really basically say, okay, um, yeah, we have fidgety Jack and Jill that can't sit still, but um, we're gonna give them the opportunity to stand up because right now Jack and Jill are getting sent to a therapist, occupational therapist, put on medication just because they can't sit still. So if we can X that out and give kids a little little more uh, liberation from that experience, I think we're gonna be helping kids, we're gonna be helping teachers I mean, everyone's going to win. Everyone's going to win because it really your criteria for ADHD and your criteria for sensory processing disorder and all the. I mean, there is no criteria to some of these to some of these, you know, situations. It's like, oh, Jack and Jill can't sit still. All right. We got an appointment, occupational therapist and a psychologist. Right. And it's like, all we're talking about is the kid sitting still. So I think getting the word out is more than just on so, getting on social media. It's more than selling a bunch of desks' It's, it's a movement it's, it's, and it takes a lot. it takes a lot
1: right so and and just and just for the the people that are listening, I, I know uh, Derek is making some real strong statements as it relates to you know kids being put on medication, but I just want to reassure everybody that that does happen. Um, it happened to me in the third grade. Uh, I couldn't sit still. I knew my content, I was bored and I wanted to move around. And before I knew it, I was right out of what they call the regular class, right into special ed class, Um, just by virtue of not being able to sit still, literally. Um, so, So there's a lot of validity to what Derek is saying. And I just want the audience out there to, to really consider um, if you have a child in your classroom that needs to move around, if you don't have a desk like this, uh, coming up with some kind of solution for them, let, letting them stand until you can get something uh, or a desk like the one that Derek uh, offers through his company.
0: Yeah, I echo that. I mean, I, I it's funny. We're like, I was that kid. So was I. So was Jamal. Um luckily i'm 47 and they didn't have medication yet i i love my adhd man i love it uh and thank god my parents were tolerant and no i mean like i like if i can move like it, it it's sometimes funny i'll get into in some cases board meetings with and i'm not making fun but like stuffy people and, you know, they want to come and hear about the started up foundation. And sometimes I'm whiteboarding and, and they're talking to me and I'll just get up and I'll start pacing around the room mm-hmm. and I'll get an idea and I'll start whiteboarding. And, and they're like, you're, you're not supposed to do this. Like we're all supposed to remain seated. And I'm like, like, I think like they just get used to it because I can't. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I had fun in my classroom because I was that kid and I love some stand-up desks, um, and 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 I, I, Derek, you'd mentioned, you know, now there's the flexible seating movement. My only fear is, is that it's a trend. You know, yeah. my 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 fear, like the word innovation. I think I put this in my book. Like I, my heart sank. I was, heck, I, was re- I was writing my book, and a, a commercial for Cottonelle came on, a new innovative layer of softness. I'm like, something you wipe your ass with is innovative. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, we have jumped the shark. Oh my gosh. And so I'm afraid that this, which by the way, it is an overused term. Not everything is innovative. You know, Oh, we replaced our worksheets with taking a picture of the worksheet and putting them on the, and like, that's not innovative. Um, but that, that, that that is something that's on my mind is like, flexible seating is cool. And, and then quite frankly, this is where I hope I don't get myself in trouble, but like, I'll also see people that will take pictures of these beautiful layouts. And then I'll go, okay, what are you guys doing with it?
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's huge. That's huge. Right. And look, I, I totally agree with you there. And, and I, I think that's another reason why I'm on a mission to create better content um, and, cre- and create um, real life content, um, such as you know, student interviews. I think the student interviews are huge because when I have them, these students will tell you They're not going to tell, when you interview a student about a flexible learning space, they're not going to tell you, oh, that Pinterest post was so pretty and that's why I like it. That's not what they're going to tell you. The student's going to tell you, hey, ever since the standing desk came into this classroom, I'm excited about learning. I'm excited about reading. One kid told me that he literally, like the standing desk has forced him to pay attention in his, he's a sixth grader. And it was very, very simple because he said, you know, when I sit down, I get sleepy and I fall asleep. Now, when I stand up, he's like, I I can't fall asleep. I just fall on the ground. So he's like, I'm forced to pay attention. And this was a kid who traditionally wasn't paying attention. I mean, I had a fourth grade teacher send me a video of a kid of in on his work, just this kid w- was just uber focused on his work. And the, and the caption said, this is the most problematic child in the entire school. The entire school. He said this, and that just blew me away because, I mean, the sitting still thing, I th- and, and I think the, the big breakthrough, Don, honestly, too, uh, I think is going to, I need to create more content around this is BDNF. Right. So everyone wants wants like the scientific proof of why they should have a flexible seating classroom or why they should go back to increasing recess. You know, it's like we, our society needs all this, you know, scientific proof and all these studies and all this data to make a decision. Right. I mean, it's common sense to me and you guys. It's like, all right, well, I don't like sitting still all day. Let's just make this a flexible classroom. But for some reason, our culture and our society needs all this data and all these, you know, research studies to to make decisions well guess what the answer is in bdnf brain derived neurotrophic factor and brain derived neurotrophic factor is a brain a brain protein that is responsible for creating new neurons and um repairing damaged neurons it's and they call it the miracle grow of your brain and the best way to to activate it in your brain is exercise the number one way to to activate the BDNF in your brain is exercise, which in my mind means increasing your heart rate, enhancing your blood flow, reducing your stress, right? And so it just seems after hearing that one piece of evidence, it would seem to me very obvious that you need to have kids moving around in your classroom and you, you need to not cancel out or reduce recess and physical education. Because if, and I'm saying this because it's going to be a win-win, right? So all the, the government and the politicians and everyone who com, you know does legislation for schools, what do they want? They want performance metrics. They want testing, right? But they're shooting themselves in the foot on this concept because if they wanted better test scores if they wanted better performance metrics they would understand the science of bdnf and they would literally keep recess and physical ed where it is or even enhance it and get kids moving around the classroom and i promise you i guarantee it i will put this on my grave that the test scores would come out better than they are now but Mm. but people think oh well you need better test scores. Dude. You need to study more. Well, that's not how the brain works. The brain doesn't work that way. Yep. You have to get your blood flowing. You have to activate BDNF in your brain. You have to get the neurons flowing. When you're sedentary is when your brain is not in an optimal mode. When you're active, your brain is in optimal mode. So the, the, the key acronym in this whole mission, to be honest with you, is BDNF. brain derived neurotrophic factor can be the one thing that helps us reverse this whole stupid idea that that sitting equals better learning because it's not true it's just not true sitting does not equal better learning sedentary behavior equals crappier learning sorry that doesn't make sense like i didn't word that properly but it just you know passionate behind it
0: (laughs) so so teachers superintendents principals uh listening to this they're inspired where do they find you where should they go
2: Well, they can find me on Twitter at Stand Up Our Kids. They can find me on Instagram at uh, my personal account on Instagram is Stand Up Dad. And the business account is Stand Up Our Kids. Um, On Facebook, you can find us at Stand Up Our Kids. Um, And at any time, any inquiry, any question, any connection that you want to make with me, uh, you can just simply email me at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at standupourkids.com and i'm always looking for collaborators and connections and new relationships
0: that's amazing all right jamal any last thoughts
1: no man i i i I found this very um very insightful and i think it's going to help a lot of people there are a thousand things i can think of as, as you were talking about the the flexible seating and the desk there are a lot of uses for it. And, you know, outside of the research, um, if, if, if you're teaching out there and I mean, you heard what the man said, if you're willing to open up your classroom and maybe get some of these desks at cost, um, you'd be doing yourself um, uh, a lot of justice. So the opportunity is there to help a
0: lot of kids. Well, there it is. Derek, I appreciate you being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me
0: yeah jamal is always it's a lot of fun oh so, yeah this, yeah all right well for derek and jamal this is Donald Rettrick reminding you there's opportunities to move around and fidget and stand up everywhere we'll see you